There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. So, uh, listen. What does it feel like, exactly, to be a sexual icon? I don't know about any of this. I don't know, I know about, about any it. of this. <laughs> When I saw you with that handlebar mustache, I was it was a story like that had never been told. Well, that's a fairy tale and a fantasy because <laughs> I would never be able to grow a mustache of that shape and size and volume because I'm I'm only working with the snaggly ones. Mama, the magic they're able to do with uh, surgery now, we could get sort of hair plugs for your face. How about that? No way. I'm not getting no plugs on my upper lip. It aged you up about 15 years. It really did. And give you this sort of authority that was, that was, I guess, intrinsically sexual that I think took America by storm. Well, it defined my jawline because I think it was able to break like the um, shapelessness of it. And then it actually like made it like, oh, it's there. It's it, like excavated the fucking thing for all to see. Like it was Jurassic Park. <laughs> What? Like they dug that up the bones. They dug up. They exhumed your face. Yes, the fucking mosquito was in the amber all along. It was startling to watch. I I really really enjoyed it, and the episode overall was super fun. I thought it was a really fun episode. I thought not gonna shade them, but the air audience was bad. 
actually, again? No, that's not that's not even shade. That's just and that's and that's just how it's been these last four shows. I, we don't have to talk about it. Well, they were dead during her monologue for sure. Dead during her monologue, but they were just. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know these. These crowds, I get it though. Like, they're it's probably just bizarre of them to be there, but they yeah. they know what it is. They signed up for these tickets. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't mean to like create drama with the w- drama with the crowds, acrimony with the crowds. This is the danger between you and me, and and and, and the danger that's in these episodes that are just you and me is that we get a little too unfiltered. Well, it's because it's us truly catching up. I know. And also, I'm about to I'm about to step into another zone because I am gonna get stoned again. Um, but you are, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's actually kind of my life. I actually have to get my lighter. Hold on, can you talk to them for a sec? Yeah, okay. So, I was considering smoking reader for this one, but um, I'm holding my vape pen in my hand and I'm looking at it very pensively while I tell you that I might do it too. I might as well join in on. I this. mean, look, Quibby's dead. <laughs> Okay, well, yes. We're, we're, we're just kind of like, this is going to be our in-memoriam for Quibi. No, oh my God, no. Does Quibi deserve the in-memoriam to you? I mean, TBD. I, I just like... How do you feel? You know, I've no. The writing has been on the wall for quite some time. That's right. And I just feel like, I don't know. There's lots of things that I would have maybe done differently on their end, but I'm not I'm not like a... I don't know how to run a fucking business. I, like, I don't know anything. Sure. But... Ultimately, end of the day, I'm happy that they put Game Show on. I like what it is on the on the Quibi app, but I'm excited to potentially take it out and do it as an actual half hour show, which I think is what it is. Exactly. To me, it's just like feels jammed into like the seven minute format. And I was never excited about the seven minute format. I thought it was going to be more eight to ten minute stuff. And then we it, things ended up getting shorter and shorter. But it was supposed you know. to be ten all in the, from the beginning. It was supposed to be ten. And that actually felt like a nice Goldilocks, like perfect number. I was excited about a ten minute thing. And then a lot of the scripted stuff was able to stay at that length. And then for whatever reason, the unscripted stuff all got shorter and shorter. And that to me, I don't love like to, to me. Sometimes I watch some of the some of the episodes we were doing and it's just like they cut all the breaths out and I'm like, okay, this yeah. movie, this is like moving too fast. So I'm excited about potentially doing it somewhere else where it can breathe and I can, there can be more of the relationship stuff with me and Dave and just more of us having fun and less like, it's moving forward, it's moving forward, it's moving forward. I know, because it just, I it know. just felt manic, especially like in, in like an immobile world. Like, I guess maybe we, we would have liked it as like a, as like a, large consumer base if we were actually were watching it mobile on the go but then the world changed and so we were all kind of watching it on our phones inside our houses during the second month of the pandemic i don't know i feel like if there if there was adjusting to be done to sort of suit that new situation maybe it was too late um i feel bad for everyone that works there that lost their job because i think yeah, that everyone took a big risk to work there and there's a lot of amazing people that work there that I'm grateful for that really cared about our show and and I like our show a lot and I I it's a good show. And uh yeah, but ultimately it's it's sad whenever anything just fails, but I will of say course. it's it it was hard not to join in on a lot of the quibby jokes over the past 7 months. <laughs> Cuz I was trying to be a company man. <laughs> sure, you had some liberated tone in your tweets i saw ever since ever since the quibi announcement well i had to, i had to delete them you did yeah because variety like this is was weird so i tweeted like a bunch of jokes about quibi like it was, i was really kidding i like the tone of my tweets were yeah, very yeah. jokey 
And then like there was this huge paragraph in Variety that was me being like, they were like a game show host, Matt Rogers. And I was a little embarrassed that like they were putting this comment from me in Variety, which was like a joke. I hate and that. And I said I was excited to take it elsewhere, which I am. Now that now that Quibi is not a thing, I'm excited about the life of the show going mm-hmm, forward, mm-hmm. but it just, it, I had to, ended up having to delete the tweets. So I guess lesson learned about just tweeting, shooting from the hip. Variety's watching. I don't think so, honey. Variety for like pulling, <laughs> like just thinking, like making news out of people's tweets. I know, I know that <laughs> sounds normal. Well, tweets are the public record. I know, but they've done that with me where it's like they've built a whole headline around like two things I had written in a day. I just, I, I'm just annoyed whenever they do that because I'm like, oh yeah, because that's how I feel about it too. Where the medium is so stupid and dumb and like not meant to be taken seriously in the first place. At this point, like I don't know who's like really taking Twitter seriously. It's just pure chaos, right? It's not even like no one's there to like make a career out of like writing jokes on Twitter. It's not like 2012 Twitter where that was like the peak of like comedy job hiring like outlet you know remember that time yeah when it was like well what's their twitter following what's the like it, w- it was kind of felt like you could get jobs based on twitter mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people did now it's just like twitter to me is like a zoo with no enclosures exactly it's just it's just completely unregulated wild west any old fucking thing can go on you know what i mean and like I could say something on this podcast and you could say something on this podcast. And no and one would give no, a shit. No one cares because you can he- literally hear in the human voice like uh, some sort of like knowingness or irony. And on Twitter, you say that same thing. And it it, it yeah. is a whole different thing. I just think we live in a very sick world. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Literally last week, we said, I said, I'm, I'm going to take the hit on this if anyone wants to hit us on this. I said, if Megan McCain comes on the show and is able to charm us and get us to say, oh, we actually like her, that we would kill ourselves. And no, like everyone, no one picked that up. No, no one said a thing. If we had that, <laughs> if we had tweeted that, it would have been. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Disastrous. Um, also, I don't know. Just following up on our conversation from last week. So. I don't know if I'd qualify myself in a particularly dark place, but it hasn't been like a good couple weeks. No, no. So so for me, like since last week, I made the mistake because I hadn't done this in a while. I was like, I wonder if people are still engaging on Twitter about like hot dog. So I searched the hashtag hot dog and there was this, <laughs> this person said, there's one thing I can't stand about hot dog. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And they used the hashtag and I just respond and I saw the person followed me and I, I responded, it's me, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> and like a bunch of people liked it. And he goes, L-. and then there was replies to the tweet that said, is it something that's easily excitable? And the person replied, it thinks it's a lot funnier than it is. And then someone it? else and then someone else said, yeah, it's mouth could be used better if it weren't talking. Like someone basically what said, these, like, I should be sucking dick instead of talking, hosting a show, whatever. All right, it's not even that clear because I don't, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. And it's those fucking D plus jokes, quote unquote. Ew, ew, ew. If you said that to Matt's face in the room and I was there, I would knock your fucking teeth out. So I engaged. So the guy who did the initial tweet Honestly, was, I support you engaging, but yeah, keep oh, going. Yeah, so basically, like, I- I'm fully insane right now and at this point in my life. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make this person feel really bad for saying this. <laughs> because I saw the person <laughs> followed me and had recently retweeted me. 
So, so I know that they're so like then, not like, someone what? who hates me. So I, I literally said, "What is is this me you're talking about?" And the person that originally tweeted goes, "LOL, no, I'm talking about the fact that um your job is so fun. Like I'm so jealous." And and then he hid the, all the replies. And I said, "LOL at you hiding the replies. I'm fully in it. I'm fully engaging at this point." So I got in his DMs because I wanted him to sort of feel what it would feel like if someone he targeted online actually saw it. So I said, come on, that was mean. And he responded and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Literally, quite literally, it's just because I'm jealous. And I was like, why would you? I was like, I don't do this like what is for anything other than where I'm exactly. just trying to have fun exactly. and like make people smile. Like it's like, why would you do what that? Is that instinct? And he go, he goes, I'm sorry. It was so stupid. I fell into the trap. And I was like, it is a trap. What trap? What's the trap that's laid out for someone like them though? I don't understand. Anyway. So I was just like, I felt like I was at that point, we were kind of on the same page and I was kind of saying like, you know, this, this, it will make you feel so much better. It will feel so much better to be supportive and positive because like you used the hashtag you wanted, you wanted this in a way you wanted it to be filed away. Yeah. And he was only apologetic and he was like, I'll take it down. And he took it down. And honestly, I was, it ended with us kind of being, he was like, I'm a fan. I I liked game show. I subscribed to Quibi because of it. Like, I don't know why I did that. I think it was just like, you punch back at the thing you like a little bit. I was like, okay, that's fine. Love you. Bye. I don't know what that means. I actually don't. I reject that apology. I'm so sorry, but that makes zero sense. But keep going. I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? To su- on some level, everyone is guilty of this to some extent. Like even last week on this podcast, I dragged Kristen Stewart. I was like, she's the most grounded actress because she's not doing anything. And then I thought to myself, to be honest with you, it's the same sort of deal. So there's something to be to be learned from it on a personal level as no, well. No, except you didn't like post that clip to Twitter and then hashtag. Like, That's the thing is, it's like I don't know. Like, no, there's there, this is the fundamental difference is that that person we're, we're we're not all guilty of this on the same level because some it's sometimes you and I will get to say a catty thing to each other and mm-hmm. keep it to our fucking selves. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm sorry that maybe this person in that moment i you know i'll talk shit about you know rowan on great british bake off or whatever and that's like maybe the same thing but i'm not i'm not like hashtagging gbbo i'm not like making sure it gets filed away in the system of this medium that like makes it maybe inadvertently seen by someone who's involved Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i don't know anyway you were you were saying something positive i'm like so on one i'm so cranky today I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I also think like when I see that, it's just like, ugh, it just puts a little cloud over your day. Of course. And then I I literally said to Joel the other day, I was like, part of me doesn't even know if I'm cut out for this. If on this job. I feel the this, same way. Literally, it's I said to him, I turned to him and I, I know he's gone through it with like sunny side too and et cetera, just being out there. It's like, it's a lot when you put yourself out there and people can just make any old comment like and you don't know what is earned and what's not because you're mm-hmm. you you know what i mean yeah and, and we laughed about it but i it is like a, a part of the whole thing i've literally been staring at trick mirror and i'm like af- afraid to start reading it because i'm afraid of how deep this all goes you know what i mean to start she doesn't just talk about um that she just she talks about like the internet as a concept which is mm-hmm. great and then like the rest of the book sort of 
is in that neighborhood. But just you'll you'll love it. It's great. She writes so well. You yeah. you you'll really dig it. Reader, we're sorry for coming in with like a really cantankerous energy, but I think this is something that is sort of the theme right now for us because we are kind of just sitting at home and watching what's the, what's what's this i mean anna just said our producer said this is why phoebe waller bridge refuses to have social media she says she is too sensitive for the critiques yes. honestly i think it's like it's not natural to be this vulnerable to critique you know what i mean like the social media thing no. has heightened it so much like that's the thing as as artists as people who are doing this there's something intrinsic about us that is super sensitive and like emotional and so for us to be this sort of aware of what everyone thinks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is not natural and like people throughout time haven't had to deal with this aspect no, of it. No. Um, this is what we talked about in therapy this week where my impulse to like just care about what the audience thinks is rooted in like this this thing where or it, it's just it's a result of me like prioritizing um, an audience response over my own like rubric mm-hmm. of whether or not I did well. So, like, this week, this show, I mean, like, I didn't have anything in the show that was mine that, like, I wrote, but I was just, like, I didn't, I just, like, tried not to care as much. This, I hope this was, like, a little incremental step in the right direction where I was just, like, oh, you know, I'm not going to, like, look because mm-hmm. I, mean, I still did every now and then. But, like, so it's, I, it's, it's all, it's, I'm weaning off of it, but it's, like, you know, as long as I feel like I did well, then that's all that matters. And yeah. It is it it's it's not as simple as that, but I feel like that's the right way to go. And also for me, like growing up and then working to to sort of pound the pavement in comedy for a while after college, mm-hmm. that whole period was for me, like me sort of pursuing comedy in a place that was laden with shame and like people being like, Wait, you want a what? Oh, you're mm-hmm. a comedian? Okay, got it. Well, good luck with that. And even mm-hmm. like Parents being like, we don't know about this. Um, and then for that to suddenly flip mm-hmm. and have it be like the only source of like accomplishment right. that I sort of experienced or like dealt with, that happened so quickly that I am still catching up to that place and I'm still kind of working in like a shame yeah. world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I just want to, and like I, the way that like people, certain people define shame is that it's like not wanting to know what people say about you when you're not in the room. Mm. And so I'm kind of like trying to like swim up against that and be like, but I want to know what people are saying about me when I'm not in the room. I know that's literally. The thing. <laughs> so I think this is so reader. Thank you for like listening to us sort of indulge ourselves in this conversation. But I think it's, it's an interesting one to have. It's for me. It's so like, it's this thing that I'm going through and it does it, it does occupy a lot of brain space. I think also because of quarantine and not having a lot else to do, you're able to just sit in one thing because you're not busy. Like I happen mm-hmm, to be like, mm-hmm. the only thing I have going on right now is a lot is nothing because yeah. of quarantine's aggressive taking of the things. Oh. <laughs> yes. I just want to bring up one. <laughs> bring it up. This is this is a little mean, and it is definitely punching oh, no. down. And I I might have even been punching down to that person who like tweeted at you, um, who used the hashtag. No, I'm not. That wasn't pun. No, no, actually, no. I that's not that's not what that was. I have I no idea what to qualify it, and that's why I know it's something I don't want to deal with anymore. Sure. <laughs> I I saw someone the other day tweet like, 
God, it's I'm all for LGBTQIA plus representation and POC representation. Not an Asian person, by the way. Mm-hmm. But then they say it's really <laughs> disappointing that uh, at Bo and Yang uses like o- only uses his platform to like perpetuate stereotypes about his race and his sexuality or whatever. What is going on? And so, so, so for a non Asian person to be like he's perpetuating stereotypes, like I'm like I don't want you to be the person, the arbiter of what is an Asian stereotype, sir. And then I went over to his fucking profile, and his bio is like a photographer, then a gunkle, and I was like, bitch, your whole existence is on the nose if you're gonna include gunkle in your you fucking bio. You can't be a gunkle so and don't criticize. say that I'm. Don't perpetuate anything about me, like like stagnating the identity cause of no. what being gay is to you. Like don't like who there is. It's, no, there is something I kind of hate just about the concept of stereotypical, just stereotype as concept, I think is kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's, an, it's just, first of all, it's actually rule of culture number 83. You can't be a gunkle. You can't criticize. be a gunkle and criticize. You cannot be a gunkle and criticize at all. You're not in that position. You can be a gay uncle and criticize, but if you, if you self-identify as a gunkle, as a gunkle shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Gunkle, unless it's some sort of new treat out. Oh. That's like a gum chocolate. That's what Yum. gunkle sounds like it should be to me. Unless it's that. I don't want to think about it, gunkles. <laughs> Okay. She's okay. arrived at being very stoned. Gunkles, She's arrived. You sound I love this. dumb. You sound dumb. I feel bad that we come in with the dark energy, but isn't I know. it, isn't it, you know, and like, I feel like it's a thing though. We are, I am feeling a, not a depression, but a depression in terms of like, I, I, I don't like to be like this. Yeah. I, yes. I, you know, I maybe it's you. seasonal and maybe, and honestly, the election is fully now. So that's really what it all is. Just like the doomsday around the whole situation. Like readers, maybe we should reach out to you right now and say this. If you're feeling a malaise and you're feeling bad and you're feeling like shit you are not alone let's just say that to, mm-hmm, to sort of mm-hmm. funnel it into a productive moment yes and we hope you are um taking you care of yourself there you go there you can go I, can i can i tell you something that made me happy last night yeah i fell into this wormhole which was watching pop stars and music stars watch people cover their songs. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with this. To me, this was a serotonin boost moment. Like because watching like the art these up and coming artists and singers like get the criticism from like like some woman getting a criti- like a positive critique from Christina Aguilera on her cover of Beautiful. That <laughs> woman was Vonzel Solomon, by the way. <gasps> Vonzel. Yeah, it's like Vonzel's cover of Beautiful and Christina's like Vonzel, it's amazing. Your riffs are Whitney-esque. You're it's stunning. Like your voice is so effortless and beautiful. And watching them receive that notice from this person they obviously idolize was heartwarming. And That's I celebrate, nice. I believe I think it might have been like I don't know what what website it was on. Or like I want to say Vogue, something like that. But that's wrong. Vogue, Vogue. Um, sorry, I'm I've I've arrived at being stoned and also <laughs> tired. And I I I don't. I was gonna like make up a fake website that you would have found that video on, and instead all I could do was <laughs> and say, all you could do was turn to absolute soup. 
Vogue. Vogue. <laughs> I also have you seen? Okay, never mind. I don't want to get shot. See, now I no, have an aversion to getting shot. But you know what? Borat? You know, I am going to be shady. I fell into a seventy-three questions wormhole because I love set Vogue seventy-three questions. I mean, what I you were faggot talk about doesn't? Borat. Yeah, no, uh-huh. bitch. Well, I will get to Borat though because we'll to get to Borat. We've both seen, and we loved. Which um, the seventy-three questions did you watch? Girl, I I found first of all, there's there's Architectural Digest home tours, yes, and there's seventy three yes. questions Vogue. Both of these things are amazing, and I want to shout out the Architectural Digest home tour of Patrick Dempsey. I am hmm. throbbing for him. He has never looked better in his life. McDreamy is getting better with age, and if you want proof, watch the Architectural Digest home tour of Patrick Dempsey. That okay. man is smoking hot. But Vogue 73 questions, I unfortunately stumbled upon Neil Patrick Harris's and I, it was, Mm. it it was, there was some cringe moments. Oh no. Okay. So first of all, let's pause. Are we, (laughs) are we doing the hashtag hot dog equivalent of this with Neil Patrick Harris? Do we have to like do this every single time we talk about someone who's more successful than us? This is why social media is bad, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back because we even have to have this discussion. Because let me say something: as Americans, as gay Americans, we should be able to say the Neil Patrick Harris Vogue 73 questions was cringe. That should be an American right. So social media getting my head about about saying that there's a problem. I raised that question, but I think I already know the answer. It's So it is sort of rhetorical in a way where I am like, I think that it is not. Like, literally, this is me and my rhetoric and saying that we're not, like, kind of crossing our fingers making sure it gets seen but we but it's because we secretly like him like no that's so warped <laughs> to me i will not get over this person ew 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 if you're listening i i'm gonna beat the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> just kidding and we're, we're 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 just continuing the game where we threaten our listeners and i anyway it crossed the line when they said his mouth should be used for something else other than talking i was like and wait, I'm sorry. And then, if you're quoting, if you're quoting directly, they used it pronouns. Well, I mean, just because they were, they, they, I guess they really didn't really want it to be vague. <laughs> I don't know about that. It you, was as not. Soon as, as soon as you call someone else an it, I'm like, ew. You that is literally dehumanizing, and you should go fuck yourself. <laughs> You know what? This is the thing. And like, I don't have to reserve empathy for every single, even as a socialist who wants human liberation, I don't have to, I don't have to reserve empathy for every single person on this planet, especially when they fucking endanger someone else's. Okay. Yep. And that is, that, I, I might, I might be taking this too far, but that, but referring to someone as an it is a form of endangerment, honey. <laughs> I, we have to, we have to delete social. We have to delete Sosh. It's so bad. This is it's so bad because guess we could just be having a whole other discussion. Okay, babe, listen. Do you know what I'm? You, you know what I've done with Instagram that I think has helped loads. Tell me, loads. Oh, it's loads. Loads. Okay, <laughs> on the on the new iOS. So this is for my iPhone users. On the new iOS, there's a thing called the app library where you can hide little screens, like you know, certain pages of apps you can just hide, and so it mm-hmm. won't show up on your screen. So I I deleted Instagram, but I kept it in my app library. And then I've turned off notifications as well. So those are the two things that have to happen. Two important things that each sort of help the other. Take it off your home screen and then um, turn notifications off. So that way, 
I have to like consciously pull down my, my, you know, spotlight search and then type in Instagram to open it. And then I only see like, you know, the notifications that have like accumulated for, for, since the last time. And then I see like a couple DMs maybe and I'll go, okay, this is all manageable. And it's not me constantly, constantly, constantly pacifying myself with this stupid fucking app with pictures. So that's my little tip to you and to the readers, Matt. To maybe do that. I mean, I've deleted other apps too. I've I fully deleted yes. the sex dating app that everyone Ooh. uses because it was just getting also worthless. Yeah, also worthless. Wasted time. Yeah, I deleted Raya because I realized I was like, wait a minute, I only get. Oh yeah, you were having a Raya moment. Well, because Nicole Byer says this too. It's yep. like that she was on the wait list for years. Same. I remember that. And then when she got on it, I was she was like, oh, I'm not matching with anybody because it's all burners who fucking who are just burners i'm sorry anyone who goes to burning man thank you for listening (laughs) um (laughs) but that is like the crowd that's like the and it's just like so like uh, and like the music taste on these people i gotta shut it down i'm so sorry that you are still listening to i can't even make up a i can't even make up a band right now you're still listening to fucking like um Passion Pit. I don't know. See, <laughs> passion now, pit. Now just, but the thing is, you landed on exactly. No, but we love Passion Pit, but that's it, hun. It took you a minute. You really, you were soaring in the air there. We were in slow motion. Sorry. And then you, Nadia Komanichd, the landing Passion Pit Ten. was the one. Ten. A ten. Um, Ten's on the board. Anyway. That is 100% it. I feel like I'm dating on Tinder in college again. You exactly. know what I mean? It's yes, like, it, it took me back to that place of like, let's go grab an IPA. You know what ah! I mean? Like, you literally know what I'm talking about, though. I absolutely do. And I Do feel you know like how many it's... IPAs I've drank with men? Oh, no. Too many. So many. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful voice. Your voices, you've never sounded better. You know, before, thank you for saying that. And I'm really a, a proud of my zip recruiter hook. Yes. Yeah, so you might not listen to it on this episode, but if you get the ad, oh, first of all, we all, we also have to talk about the ad choices on this um, show. Yes. Can we be transparent for a second? We are getting a lot of <laughs> feedback that the U.S. military is sort of advertising on this podcast. Mama, that's going to be an iHeartRadio thing and not a Las Culturistas thing. But we do, we, we take enough responsibility to re- to flag this to our producers so mm-hmm. that they can get to the bottom of what the hell is going on. Well, apparently with this military <laughs> ad, this recruitment ad that you only oh, get on Spotify I heard it. from what I, I heard hear. It. But uh, so no one at iHeart knows how it made it onto the episode. We've told them in the past that we do not want that kind of advertising on our on our show. So we're so sorry that made its way to your ears. Um, our values do not align with um, the military <laughs> industrial complex in any way. So that there you have it. <laughs> also, just want to say. If ever there's an ad that's like scary, I've been getting a lot of listeners saying there's so many scary ads on Las Culturistas. That's like the beginning, like like a very like sort of in depth description of how a murder happened. Oh no! I'm I'm very 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 concerned about that aspect, and because I, I want the Las Culturistas listening experience to be you know peaceful. <laughs> Even as we threaten to beat the as shit we out of certain to people. Beat the shit. 
<laughs> if ever our audience feels endangered, I want that to be very explicitly clear that's coming from us. You know what yes. I mean? Not the exactly, act. exactly. Um, but we, but but that's full transparency for you, Matt. I think was going to bring up how he made up a jingle for Zip Recruiter that I think is just beautiful. Oh, it's it to me. It's it's the new bop. It's the new it's hook. The new, not as good as Better Help as Better Help. Well, you know, it will be. We it remains to be seen. I don't think it's as simple as Better Help. Yeah, Better Help is beautifully simple. If you need help. BetterHelp! Okay, so then this is what I wanted to bring up. I began BetterHelp. I actually started doing it. Yes, what a can peek you behind the curtain. Sometimes when we say we've used things for ads, we're lying. No. <laughs> 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 okay, a wait. peek behind the curtain. No, I always try out samples if we get them. But um, I started using it. And it's weird. Like I, you text a bunch in the beginning with the with the person, hmm. and I'm like trying to move it to video, but I feel nervous about moving it to this video. Is like dating, and I'm like, maybe is is that like a thing I need to talk about? <laughs> the fact that I'm like nervous to move this to video. I don't know. No, I, I don't think it's worth talking. I think that's just it's probably just a procedural thing with the app, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would say stick with it until you get to the video stage. And then even after that, I would say, like, maybe put in two or three sessions, unless you immediately know that it's not going to work, that it's not a good I, fit. I, I'm kind of, like, going back and forth about it, because I feel like the questions have been very general, and I think he forgot one big thing that I told him. <laughs> mm, well, that's so of, I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe I might switch. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on-demand, tempt to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime dot com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details if there are um mental health professionals in the los angeles area who can recommend to matt rogers someone who is doing telehealth um sessions and is also, I would go sit outside. I mean, I think that people can go Are sit outside. Doing I'm, think about it, though. If you went over to someone's house and sat in their backyard six feet away, you know what sure. I mean? If yeah. they have that. I don't know why I picture in my head therapists living in these gorgeous homes. <laughs> I'm picturing like they my might. therapist in like a Martha Stewart style, like 800 acre home. Like, <laughs> hmm. Like in um, Nicole Kidman's 73 Questions. Oh, that's <laughs> like right. Like a farm. Tina, <laughs> like a farm. Tina Fey's <laughs> office in season two of Kimmy Schmidt, when she plays a therapist, is yeah. so gorgeous and yeah. so chic. And like, I'm like, that's like TV, that's like TV therapist, you know? Yes. It's like, like in like a sweater cave. Oh my God. The ther- like Molly's therapist in Insecure lives in the most gigantic, gorgeous house you've ever seen. And I'm yeah. just like... That's I wonder if that was like a deliberate therapist. choice, like to have I'm the sure therapist be Lux. Probably, yes. Regal Lux in the airiest, most naturally lit house I've ever, 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 ever seen. And I want to live there so badly. Like, I know if I did therapy in an open room with high ceilings, it would be an immediate breakthrough. If I'm doing therapy, <laughs> like <laughs> in a little box, it might take a while. That's right. I need to feel. You need to feel. The glamour. <laughs> and the light. The light. It's true. Natural light's very important to me. It's not something that I always, I just talk about all the time, but natural light's very important to me. You haven't brought this up. Talk about why natural light is important to you. Um, I love it. It's, it's, I feel more creative when there's more natural light. 
Yes. Come on. I, I can't. That's why New York is like not happening. You're always in like a like a dim orange light in New York. You know what I mean? Like the PM times in New York, they're not fun. I know. Huh? I know. They're not. They're fun. so. Cr- it's so cramped. Like every every light feels artificial. That's. I guess that's another reason why I like LA. It's just more in touch with daylight. <laughs> oh, we're about to come up. We're coming up on daylight savings time. Mother. Mother gesture. I mean, this is really gonna fuck shit up for me. I oh, see, I'm like kind of, and then elections gonna the elections gonna happen two days later. I am. Um, you're gonna see my moods dip even lower if they haven't bottomed out already, dear. Oh, Precious your one. moods is November seventh the last show? Ah, uh, yes. Until yes, for just a while. getting one in after the election, one in after the big event. <laughs> you know. Ooh! That's going to be something. Or yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What was I going to bring up? Oh, um well, if as soon as you commit to a, a therapist, mm-hmm. I will append my end of the of that. Yeah, deal. well, I was going to bring that up. The thing is um I I don't know whether to be strident on you with this anymore because I know that you're in a stressful situation and you need your little vices. So, but no, I, but it is that, bad for you. And I do wish for you to stop. Like, I wish that you could, you know, get those vices out by exercising, you know, like, like a fring for a brief run or, you know, like cooking a meal or drawing a piece of art, like get yeah. your stress out in one of those healthy ways. But then again, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I do that, that I don't want to make excuses for it. And you should hold me accountable as a friend. I'm holding you accountable then. Okay, fine. I'm firmly on the other side of it now. If I even hear whispers, and I have other contacts at your job, that you've been stepping out to take a cigarette break. Who said this? No, I'm Reveal not Reveal your sources. Reveal them. I'm, I mean, I have, you know who my sources are. I, but I don't know. I don't think they're the ones that I think are the source. Don't think too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but no, she I'm not be telling t- you that. No, she Judy. isn't. I'm saying I can find out. I have the oh, ability okay. to find out. I'm not saying she said anything. <laughs> but I know the thing is the thing about me is it always gets back to me. And you should fear me. And you should fear me. I don't understand the people who say that. <laughs> you know, like there's always been people who've been like <laughs> that, that genuinely believe that. I always know when this is happening. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like you like <laughs> you a I have witch? ears everywhere. I'm like, are you checking in with? I'm like, what is your system of it means dissemination that whenever here? anyone says that, it means that they are a huge shit talker. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It means that, that means. they personally in their bones have the impulse to gossip. Oh yes, that's that's absolutely true. But we're gossips. We're gossips, but we are. I, we are. We are. We are. Uh, there's no but, and there's no reason no, to really no like, qualify. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't tell gossips. me nothing. Don't tell me nothing. Sometimes when you know what we know, there's <laughs> there's no <laughs> other recourse but to gossip. You have no other option but to gossip. I mean, okay? come on, spread the word. Spread. <laughs> <laughs> did you know there's a new clip lash out i heard i was the one who texted the thread i was like guys there's a new um jackbox party pack number seven we should organize um a clip lash moment soon or we you know should. what like i actually am at this point now where i kind of want to get into video games like but i wonder if that would see it would just be another thing to occupy time with that isn't social media while i'm in the house 
I agree. It, if 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 you subscribe to replacement theory with or just replacement in as a concept in terms of addiction, because I I do I feel like I am dealing with this with an addiction to social media. Mm-hmm. I, I can very parallel lines it against my addiction to cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You have to you kind of have to replace it with something. So I feel like this is a great, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful option for you. And oh my god, you saying that excites me so much. Mm-hmm. I think that actually I haven't said one other thing on the pod that happened, which is contributing to all this, I think, in a major way, which is that I think I can say this. Jared and I did break up. But the thing is, like, um, it wasn't dramatic or anything or weird or anything. But that is something that that happened. And we're still extremely close. And he's literally the best person. But it still did happen. And sometimes I... (laughs) <laughs> I don't remind myself that that's true when I'm like wallowing and mm-hmm. and whatever. I'm like, well, this did just happen. So it just happened, and you have been very human and like emotionally in touch with yourself and with Jared throughout this whole process. So of course you're going to be affected by it. Yeah, just because just because it wasn't dramatic doesn't mean that it's not um, impactful. You know. Yeah. Also, quarantine just like. Because when you're in a relationship in quarantine, that's like, it's the person's an everyday presence in your life. Yes. And so when that changes, it's like, it's still tough. Like I keep, my heart keeps going out to like anyone that's going through a divorce at this time. Like sometimes I see that Kelly Clarkson is doing so many things and like, she's so everywhere right now. And I know she's going through that. And I'm just like, I hope that she, this is all productive. I'm sure that be like working, um, so much is like something that's really helping her and like I know she loves her kids so much but I my heart just goes out to her and anyone that's like had a substantial like years long relationship that ended because of this because Mm. it makes the whole thing feel even more why the fuck did we have to go through this frustrated with like the fact that there's no leadership etc this has to be such a crazy fucking time such like a cosmic shift that we went through seriously I know I know I have nothing to add. It's it's just unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember, like, I am grateful that I've gotten to work and stuff. So it's just, and you're working, like, you're fucking busy as a damn, a damn rat. Well, here's, here's something. <laughs> busy I as a up. damn rat. Busy as a damn rat. Here's something I want to bring up. Because I feel like in some way, me posting about going to work and doing my job is, it, mm-hmm. it might, like, stir up emotions in certain people. Not in the same justifiable ways it would stir up someone who um, would use a hashtag for a show after they, whatever. I can't get over this person. Well, because because I saw someone, I saw someone post this, and I don't know how to feel about this because I can see, I can see both sides of it. Someone posted um, a thing that I most, I generally agree with, but they were like um, on. I don't remember who, but it was an actor, someone who, um, someone of note. I don't think, I don't, I don't even think they were, but that doesn't matter. It's not relevant. They posted something on Instagram that was like, Hey guys, for anyone who's posting their self tapes right now, just know that it's really triggering for people who can't find work as, as, uh, artists and actors and like really start to ask yourself who that's for. Like blah, 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 blah. Uh, Like, is this just like you like trying to like, self-indulge or whatever which is like that's the whole point of social media in a lot of ways that's one function of it but i so i understand that it's triggering to like i don't know 
flaunt the fact that you're getting opportunities but even the audition itself is not an opportunity in, intrinsically but anyway but then my the other side of it is like who cares it's like you're you're not like there's just too much there's know. too much th- this is all leading me back there's to the too same much place there. but just this there's just too much there like social media is evil like if if you feel that i shouldn't have to know that you know what i mean like as as uh-huh. someone who has I did a, like a bit about a self tape once, and then you're saying, "Do I have to feel bad about doing that?" Like for me, it's just for me. Literally, everything I post is just to like for people that follow me to see it because I think they'd get like something a, a kick out of it or whatever, or like or like whatever. Or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all all solely for you. You know what I mean? Like, of course, right, right. it's part of the disease. Like, there is vanity in the the posting of it all and like the sharing of it all but not everything is like nefarious you know like Mm. and doesn't i just would hope that people that are gonna say something like that would stop and think first about why they need to say that you know what i mean like oh is that something they need to say it back at them yeah yeah kind of i mean i don't think i don't like why are you bothered about that just don't follow the person you know sure sure that's the choice you can make Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the message that you send could be in the unfollow of it all. But I totally, don't know, people totally. just, people want to get their voice heard. I, I, I can't stop thinking about that person. And I actually should should evict that person from my mind mm-hmm. um, because. But they wouldn't they wouldn't be there if it weren't for social media. So I don't know. I'm just talking myself into eventually getting rid of it all. But can I tell no. you something that's also a, like something I feel is like I can't delete social because we have to still promote the podcast. And I'm like, you know what? People will find the podcast. I, that's what I'm saying. People <laughs> will find the podcast. And I yeah. even had that thought too, where I'm like. Oh, you know, like, is this a weird fixture in my social media now? Like, not a weird fixture, but is this just something that I'm going to be expected to do every single week? Um, and I feel like the people who will listen to it will listen to it. And I feel like we're even, we're the way we get new listeners, sorry, readers, we're just talking about like growth right now. But the the way we get new listeners is from like, doing other shows and like being on other things it's not even it's we're not getting more listeners from the posts you know what i'm saying i think that like there's there's like a weird correlation i have in my mind with like the existence and success of things i'm doing with social media like i feel like for me they're like it it, that social media is important in a way that's not justified you know what i mean i think there's like something playing and and that's just part of the the addiction of it all i don't know it's so it's so interesting and funny that we're talking about this because even in the days up to recording this episode i was like i wonder if on the podcast i'll bring up that like i'm fully addicted to social like i like it's so taken over my life for the past four days like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I, i was like i wonder if i that's something i can even be honest about because it's so embarrassing how all encompassing it is I get why you would be embarrassed by it, but it's like for the most part, mm. people our age are kind of that's what it is in in similar neighborhoods. Like in terms of like are the way we engage with it, we're all kind of like going for that same dopamine hit for the yeah. same reasons, just about as often as anyone else is doing it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I like I felt shameful telling my therapist. Oh yeah, well I do this toxic social media behavior this many times a day. And I mm-hmm. check social media this often. And then that kind of tied into like my whole impulse around like 
not caring about how I did in something or how my work is like I don't, how I self-assess my work. Yeah. Um, because really, as soon as I walk off stage from like my own piece, I'm, I'm not thinking about how I did. I'm not, I'm not asking myself, how do you think you did? I'm going, mm-hmm. how, how what are did, they saying? What, what, what are they saying? What are they saying? What, what are yeah. they saying? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, also what I'm realizing right now is the relationship you have with social media actually does replace relationships that you have with human beings because it's something it's a relationship that you care about and like invest in like we're all invested in our relationships with social media and it's just weird and i think says something about the current time that like i am on social media caring about that aspect of my life i think a lot more than i've talked to or caring or actively caring about real human relationships in my life that actually matter and are, and are meaningful. And that's when I know that we might be in a situation here that if you really step outside of it is not, not going anywhere positive. Exactly. I like FaceTimed with Joel Kim Booster for the first time in so long last week. And I was like, oh yeah, like this is what like the friendship is it's not like me and him checking in on each, on each other's like insta stories yeah cuz even that just feels cursory and it feels like okay i'm not going to remember this like little exchange that we had yep. in our dms like in in 2 weeks you know what i'm saying so it's absolutely. like absolutely this is like the the facetime conversation is substantive it lives in the memory of the friendship in a more significant way than like like a check in over dms like for some reason feels like so watered down i don't know in my in my mind yeah so, yeah but you're right it's like we're all invested in, in in social media as if it's a friendship as if it's a relationship in the same way that like new york is the fifth character in sex in the city absolutely they are in, and then it's a huge fucking deal like it's like it feels like a breakup in the show when miranda fucking goes to brooklyn you know what i mean <laughs> like um like it's a whole thing yeah but it miranda does, did it right well, she was really being a jerk about Brooklyn, but then when she went there, she truly fell in love. And Brooklyn looked so beautiful in the show. It looked so beautiful in the show. She like was in Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn is fucking gorgeous. It's unbelievable. It's the most beautiful. It's the most beautiful. Did you know that um, out of everyone that quote unquote like is a regular listener of this podcast, Brooklyn is by far the the most listeners are in are in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. See, we love we love you, Brooklyn. Brooklyn girls. And more people in Chicago than LA. Interesting. Isn't that fun, eh? What's up, Chicago? Okay. What's Hi, up, Chicago? Chicago. We love Chicago. We love the Chicago show. The I Don't Think So Honey show was so fun. Matt wasn't there. I was not there, but I heard it was great. I, oh, God. Posting with Pat is so fun, is it not? Posting with Pat is so fun. I mean, can we just say... There is not a funnier person on this planet than Pat Regan. Absolutely not. I miss him. We, I see. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, I could be spending this t- some of more of my time, like seeing what the fuck is up with Pat. You know what and I mean? Pat's like, figured it. Pat's off. Also, Pat's figured. <sighs> he's figured it out. And he's I, he's he's never been happier. I think I can speak on his behalf. I love that. And I have to say, also, the other thing too is like, I think like ultimately this is we've been doing this for a while and you forget like what a social life means you know what i mean like you that especially like when it was a fixture of our lives for so long like 
I don't want to be anxious about seeing other people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feel weird about planning a time. Like, it just, the whole thing is just tough. And see, I don't even want to, and not to bring this back to this dark darkness in our lives, but I don't want my social life for my interactions to be defined by intellectual response to what some fucking idiot says on social media about me. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that to take up any space in my No, brain. when you know for sure that there are people in your life who fill your who fill it with the opposite of that feeling. Exactly. And, and it's time you could be spending investing in that and not this. But unfortunately, you know, like as we saw in the social dilemma on Netflix, the this is all designed to addict us. Yes. You know what yes, I mean? So yes. and it and it is working very well and that's what they say in the documentary can't believe it's taken us this long in this conversation to bring up this documentary because it so spells out why mm-hmm. is that there is a design element to this it is addictive by nature and there's ways to get you more and more addicted that just because we're humans and we are designed to want and need some things we think we're basically slaves to this thing yeah. Um, I still have not finished Social Dilemma, unfortunately, because I maybe have the same attitude that you have towards Trick Mirror, where I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to like what I see. Yeah, it's scary. It Honestly, it's, and the thing is, it, I just have to fucking get over it, but just know the Social Dilemma, like, it pretty much spells it all out. And if you, no, if, if it's going to help anyone step away from something toxic, then I really recommend watching it. If you need, if you're the kind of person who needs to be scared, you need to be scared. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. 
I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store, upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Reader, I'm so sorry. I've said this to Matt so many times, but Matt will be obsessed with the essay that she writes about when she was on this teen reality show. I'm going to start reading it right after this. It's the second one. You're you're going to love it. R- read it tonight, honestly, please do. And it's it's so good. It's and then she writes she has one uh, about ecstasy that's so good. She has one about like Houston, Texas. Anyway, um yeah. I was what something that we we both have watched though is Borat subsequent movie film. Wow. Yes. Now this is, I guess, the pretty much the culture of the week. I would this say is probably is week. Borat too. And you know, my initial thoughts are that it is fucking funny. Um, mm-hmm. I I definitely thought maybe it was a little overlong, but the star of it all is Ms. Maria, who Maria. plays his daughter, Maria Bakalova. I I bet. I think her name is. Oh my God. So good. She was unbelievable. She She, to me could take over the world. Like she is so brave. What she has to do. Those were some scary situations. Those are some scary situations. And for her to be in that room alone with, I mean, I'm just just talking about the interview portion. Oh, for her to like fake that entire interaction. Like she was able to get Rudy to the back of, to that other room. Yeah. I mean, look, he went in a room with that girl. I understand what a lot of people are saying about the editing of it all. Like, yes, was it edited choppily? Like, that wants to present something as truth? Yes. But the fact of the matter is, it's kind of like saying, like, but the stores that burnt down during the protests for George Floyd. It's like, you guys, look at the bigger <laughs> issue here. He went into a back room with this girl, and it was, like, and low lights. And, like, were touch. It was, it was so inappropriate. And also, he was making inappropriate comments the whole time. Also... Not for nothing, but come on, guys. Was he really tucking in his shirt or untucking his shirt or whatever? Like, the whole thing. That he doesn't know enough to not be in that situation is very scary. He's one of the most yes. powerful people 
in America right now and that he didn't know enough to not be in a situation that even could be presented to us like that in any way is really fucked up. He's a creep. I'm just amazed by Maria Bakalova because it's like... Killed it. Because just... I don't know. Just and she like gave you a convincing performance as like this daughter who wants to get to know her father and like that's the defining relate. It felt like a Cormac McCarthy story. It felt like the road. It felt like this father and daughter like traveling together. Well, because he's he's such a genius. He, he he's it's earnest. He's they're really yes. playing the characters, and so yeah. it really works. And it's tonally so dead on. Like they they just killed it in casting her too. And, and like, and we should just talk about maybe the base, like, reality of Sasha Baron Cohen's characters, which is that they are all, yes, they are all so offensive. Mm-hmm. So offensive. And so yeah. he, sh- yeah, there's, there, you can make an, an argument for all of his characters that he should not be playing these characters. <laughs> but, <laughs> but even with Bruno, I'm like, see, that's like such an extreme caricature of a I gay love man. It. I think it works. I think it works. I'm like, you know what? And he's like actually done as like an actor and a performer and like whatever. It's like he has like, you can tell he's like done the work as far as like knowing who that character is. Yeah. And I think he's even done that with Borat where it's like he like, he learned like Kazakh. He like learned like the language like to play the, I'm not saying that like gives him a pass, but I'm saying it like he is, he's approaching this in a way that kind of warrants some, some viewing of this. It's also funny. It's so <laughs> like, fucking funny. It's also funny. so fucking funny. And, and that does matter. Like you have to earn these things. If he was out here doing these things at, and it was unearned and it wasn't funny, they would, we would, no. we would, we would know. No, we would sniff that out right away, especially in yeah. the year 2020. You sniff that out right away and you're like, oh God, fuck this dude. We're not watching this. I fucking loved that they turned the sidekicky guy from the first movie into the cat, into the love seat. <laughs> in the first scene, when he realizes <laughs> and the, he's and sitting on his friends and the penis is just. <laughs> <the dick> is- <laughs> I mean, to me, there's almost nothing funnier than in Bruno when the dick is swinging around and the little pee hole screams, screams, Bruno! Bruno! Like, I thought it was so (laughs) fucking funny. I mean, uh, two seconds in, I was laughing, like, just as soon as he said, like, wah, wah, wee, wah, stays funny, unfortunately. They also, like, (laughs) really, they really earned in the movie why they were able to even do a second one. Because I was thinking, like, oh, how will they do a second one? He's so famous, he can't fool anyone. And then they literally just made that part of the plot. Like, Borat is very famous. Everyone knows him. So he's like, I need to disguise. And then he gets in disguise. (laughs) Also, I'm sorry, but... It, it, it just the Borat voice thing. It is funny. I don't know. It is funny. It's so funny. Like my, my wife mom, is funny again. My wife is fu- has always been funny to me. <laughs> and even when people use it ironically, I'm like, that's my wife is. So it's funny. my wife is comedy, and that's actually real culture number one hundred and four. My, my wife, wife is, is comedy. comedy. Like, my chram is so funny. Regine, (laughs) first of all, the storybook in this where about the girl who touches herself and then gets swallowed (laughs) up. China! It's so funny. It's so good. And the babysitter, what an angel. The babysitter, your titties will not keep you from drowning. 
You need to learn how to titties. swim. <laughs> You're a pretty girl. She was like, I was like, oh my god, this person. It was is, genuinely touching. And she good. was concerned and, and like so funny. But even even to have Maria, I, I don't know if it was like a Linnell thing because I know Linnell was in the first one and like she kind of was like in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard much about um, this woman, but I feel like even Maria as the daughter, like in the car, was like playing it so real and grounded. Yeah, like as as this girl who's like receiving this like this like kind of attention from someone else that's not her father, and like and like not knowing how to process it. I'm like, wait, there are like some really like human things to this that being said there were some people on twitter <laughs> saying they were crying about the ending and i don't think so honey that like i don't know about crying it's, it's a nice end it's a heartwarming ending but ultimately it's borat too and we can't be crying <laughs> tears you know what i <laughs> but maybe 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 it's like maybe it's earned there's some earned emotion because it's like a, a, it's a 14 year old character at least like from the first movie to now it's like they've seen borat as a fixture in the culture, I've, I'm obsessed with Borat. I love do it. Do you do you remember w- you, the the, the first, when you when you saw it? I remember it so. My clearly. AP, and this was probably bad of him to do, but my AP European history <laughs> teacher told us all to go see it. He was oh we, we were God. we were I think 15, 16, and my, 15, yeah, 16. Yeah, Doctor Fernando was like. You guys have to check out this movie. I mean, you really, you really, you really shouldn't go, but like, it's gonna be funny. And we were, and then this other guy that taught at the school who was like the AP US teacher was also like egging it on. And so all my friends in high school um, went to go see it. And it was just, I, it was such a cultural yeah. moment. Like Borat took over. It, and it was so over. funny in a real way and shocking. Jesse David Fox tweeted this. He was like, my memory of Borat my like memory and conception of or perception, whatever of Borat was, it was this cultural phenomenon and this gigantic smash hit success at the box office. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. made like so much money. But then actually, if you look at the returns of that week, it may, it, it didn't, really make too much money that's crazy because because it does seem like it does seem like this monster hit like he feels yeah. just as he feels almost as cultural culturally relevant as austin powers which were actually I like agree. huge films and i will say a big part of me does miss that type of comedy like big yeah. character comedy like that's done really Ugh. well so the fact that this is back and people seem to be responding to it well get, gives me some hope that maybe we'll see some more character-driven stuff going forward because when that's done well, it's so fun. It's so fun. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he does this well. He does it well. Even when the movie is, like, a total C+, plus B-, B minus, like, Bruno, it's mm-hmm. not a great film, and it's definitely not as good as Borat. It just kind of loses – it loses the plot a little bit, but it's sure. so funny. It's still so funny. Yeah, it's t- I mean, it's, and it's Brittany Gastineau or whatever, one of the Gastineau girls being like, <laughs> oh, yeah. abort it. About him being like, <laughs> do we keep it or abort it? And she's like, abort, abort it. it. And then when uh, they were talking about how the fetus needed to lose weight, like, uh, uh, to me, that was incredibly funny <laughs> because he got her to do that. Yeah, and, that, that, yes. and it was a comment on what kind of play. It's on, honestly a genius moment in this 
quote unquote screenplay because you immediately get like this is a town where people will do anything to get on camera. Right, exactly. Like they will play a game called Keep It or Abort It, which <laughs> sets the ta- which sets the table for his character so well. And right. the fact that she's a real person <laughs> who we many of us watched a reality show about is just so insane. And genius of him to include. Genius, but Bor- they are screenplays because the, the the first Borat was nominated for the Oscar, wasn't it? Was for it? For a screenwriting Oscar. Yeah, let me look this up. Oh, yeah, that would be good to know. There's been so many great comedy films that have not gotten the um, the screenplay yes. Oscar nominations. Because, merely just because they're comedy. I mean, Mean Girls should have one. Clueless should be a screenplay award Oscar winner. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's just been a lot of good good stuff that... Is not it was nominated credit. for Best Adapted, um, although, but then the, the Departed one, of course. Well, two thousand seventy ninth Academy Awards. Um, That's like yes. you, you know what other comedy nomination screenplay I love? My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh my God, Nia! Yeah, that Canadian she, queen. she deserved it, and it was such a like f- cultural phenomenon. We talked about that uh, that movie almost exclusively on the George Severus episode. That's right. Wonderful movie. I love that nom. And also, of course, Bridesmaids. And of course, Bridesmaids. I feel like this was a successful sequel too, which was not going to be a given. And that I feel like, yes, like I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen really like stuck the landing just in terms of making this work and not yeah. like fully questioning its existence. You're like, I like it is a different America now. And it is kind of fun to think about Borat in in Trump country and what he mm-hmm. would respond to. I was also thinking about how, and I don't mean to be a narc here. I'm not trying to be narky with this, mm-hmm. but when in the film, they're like, it's quarantine. We have to shut down. And he yeah. like sort of fully continued like and going to places where it, where he was not like, you know, in a public health sense advised to be um, yeah. with a crew. I was kind of thinking to myself, like, at what point is it, like, kind of shitty that he's still doing this? But then I was really happy to have the art. But I feel like in the movie, this is a spoiler uh, for anybody who hasn't watched this, but in the movie, when he, when, like, when, like, lockdown starts, he's, he just lives with these two men in their cabin. And then it, it, it's implied that weeks and weeks and weeks go by because it goes from March which is when lockdown started to June, which is when that rally happens where he finds his daughter again. I'm sorry, there's there's some spoilers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's implied that Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat lived in this house with the crew and these two men for three months, which d- does not add up to me. No, and I feel like maybe those men were actors. Yeah, the, I don't want to narc either, but and, and that shouldn't take away from the sort of art that is Borat subsequent movie. It makes so. it even more brave, really. Exactly. Oh, they were not actors and he lived with them for five days, uh, hot executive producer Anna says. Okay, interesting. Do you remember in Bruno this the uh, orgy thing? <laughs> when he was in that orgy in Bruno when pretending to be straight, like there yes, was like a whole yes. scene where oh, he literally God, had right. infiltrated a real orgy. That's and, right. And then he, he keeps trying to like have sex with that one guy. And then yeah, he and he's like, I'm fucking a pussy. Why would I fuck you when I can fuck? And then the woman's like, he's fucking a like, pussy. He, he, why would he, he like he you when he want likes you? He, want, he doesn't want you. He wants pussy, okay? He wants my pussy. <laughs> They're just on the dirtiest mattress on the floor Literally yelling gross. at Bruno. And then he gets the <laughs> shit beat out of him by that blonde lady. I don't know. To me, it's like pretty. Where is the Oscars for him? Give Pulitzer him an Prize, Oscar. <laughs> Nobel Prize. 
I th- I think he is so. I think he's so genius. Did you ever see the dictator? No, I actually have not seen the dictator because I was a it's little burnt. Funny. I was a little burnt out on North Korea comedy at the time. I feel like it was right after the James Franco one, right? Before it was before. Really? Yeah, it was before, but it was him, and it was like um, Jason Manzukis. I, th- I thought it was great. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty fun too. It's not like his best, mm-hmm. um, and obviously it was like, entirely scripted, right? That was entirely scripted, and it was yeah. not shot like a like a mockumentary or like right, a, right, yeah. right. Oh my god! I just also Borat. Borat nude to me is not funny because it's like he's like he has a good body. Sasha Baron Cohen has like a like a hot bod. Do you think? I think a little bit, yeah. I don't see him sexually, but I appreciate that many do. I'm I I count myself among the people who see him sexually. Fit maybe I maybe it's just I I can't because the only ever time you see him nude pretty much is in the Borat outfit. So maybe it's just yeah. the outfit not being super flattering that's taking it away from me. I would love sure. to see him fully nude. Is what I'm saying. Take okay. off the little thing. Get naked. <laughs> only fans. Get only fans. <laughs> I've, I now subscribe fans. to three OnlyFans. Final thoughts on Borat 2. I felt like it was important for us to talk about this. Final thoughts on Borat 2 are Sasha Baron Cohen icon, Maria, young actress to watch. Yes. To me, honestly, shows like Margot Robbie level promise and potential. Oh my God. But with a, but with a more explicitly comedy angle, which is dangerous. And we should be looking hmm. out for her. And she's I Bulgarian, like, Bulgarian actress. Well, she's a breaking worldwide. Yes, yes. And I would say, great piece of comedy, though, a tad over long. Yeah, it was longer than the first, which I thought was interesting. Movies are too long, and that's actually a roller culture number 19. Movies, Movies are, are too, long. too long. But, you know, that's just, it's a critique I have with everything. Amazing that he was able to get that Giuliani moment and, like, uh, have it released the week it did and have it be a, like a, tr- a true capital S story that dominated the news. Did you read the Caroline Giuliani piece? I did not read the Caroline Giuliani piece. I heard it, I heard it was lovely and she, you know, is on the right side of things. Yeah, she rocks. But it's like, God, like the, the Ron Paul thing and Bruno is so fucking wild. And like, he, like yeah, that was nuts. That was nuts. I mean, that was like he was like sexually assaulting Ron. Paul. No, yeah, let's that was just, exactly just... what that was. <laughs> we, I'm really happy you brought it up because I I would hate to not mention that. That is true. Like that was nuts. But it did was nuts. the last line. <laughs> Diana, but I couldn't even stop RuPaul. <laughs> that to me was so. Funny. <laughs> like the whole thing is too much, but the punchline ultimately did make me. Just fall on the ground. Oh my god. I couldn't even stop RuPaul. (laughs) I love Bruno so much. And this is the thing, readers. Like, thank you for meeting us where we're at right now. And we love you very much. And I think that we are not alone here. And everyone's kind of like, Jesus Christ, the election, general general, um, panic about Mm -hmm. the existence of us all going forward, what is happening. So we're there too. Anyway... So a big old general, I don't think so, honey, to everything. But um, let's move into the segment. Yes. And begin with, I don't think so, honey. I do have one. I have a, I have okay. a premise. Okay, interesting. Um, this is Matt's premise-based, <laughs> I don't think so, honey. Okay, maybe it's not a premise. I have an idea for it, I don't think so, honey. 
Okay. This is Matt's I Don't Think So, Honey, and his time starts now. I don't think so, honey, Mitch McConnell being purple. Um, mm. He looks dead to me. Yeah. I have been to open casket wakes and oh. s- seen people in caskets there that look more alive than Mitch McConnell. What is going on? It literally looks like a curse is keeping him alive. Yeah, There's something deeply going on there. And if we're going to harp everyone in America on the age of uh, Biden and consistently seconds. dig into this thing of he's old, he's old, he's old, he's senile, he's senile. What exactly is going on with your girl Mitch then? Because that looks haunted. That looks haunted. <laughs> like the hunt, all the haunt, all the houses seconds. that aren't haunted because of quarantine right now are the haunts are all going to Mitch McConnell and keeping him alive in chance. <laughs> Darn Barney. The dinosaur. Darn, Barney the dinosaur is not as purple as this bitch. I don't think so, honey. That color. And that's one minute. Barney the dinosaur Darn, Barney the dinosaur. Darn, Barney. That's the title of app, honestly. Darn, Barney the dinosaur. Parentheses, Matt and Bowen get too high again. For real this time. Matt and Bowen are high and tired. (laughs) No, we can't do tired culture. Tired culture is, I don't think so, honey. You you were. That, you know what? You talked about the traveling last week. That I forgot to bring up. You are king of, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. I am tired culture. (laughs) The moment I knew culture was for me, the culture that made me say culture is for me was being tired. And made me me go, oh, I am tired culture. That's real culture number forty. Six. Bowen, Bowen is tired, tired culture. culture. <laughs> oh my God, it's no, true. you actually are the most alive culture of the moment. <laughs> so enjoy yes. it, bitch. So is it time? It's time for me. Oh, God. Okay, Bowen. Yeah. Do you have something mm-hmm. that you're thinking of that you could do? A premise? Um, I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Bacon, egg, and cheese. You are <laughs> ruining my ass so much. I Why am I eating you every single day? You are what's keeping me in this bad, bad, bad dietary cycle. It's another... Di- Look, I have a third addiction. Everybody ready to hear it? BEC, okay? <laughs> BEC <laughs> is my third addiction. Worse Ooh. than the cigarettes because at least there's no fucking pork fat in it. <laughs> Okay, you you are you listening to me? There's no pork fat, thirty seconds. pork fat and processed cheese product. Um, <laughs> bacon egg, and cheese. You're the, you're the most delicious thing in the world, and I can't. I wish I knew how to quit you. In the words of Jake, or was it Heath? It was Jake. It was Jake. It was Jake. And I pray that one day you lose your status as a New York institution. I know the bodegas <laughs> thrive on it, but. It's really killing our, our children's and our um and our and me and your Bowen Yangs. And that's one minute. It's killing our children's and our Bowen Yangs. That's actually rule of culture number 40. 40. Bacon, egg, Bacon and cheese. egg and cheese. It's killing, killing our children. children and, and our, Bowen Yangs. Bowen Yangs. <sighs> you know, for it's me, true. it's sausage, egg, and cheese. You're a sausage queen. And to quote Pat. That's just what works for me and my family. That's just what works for, works for me and my family. I feel like bacon, if you're a bacon person, that's bottom culture. If you're a sausage person, that's top culture. Yeah, to me, that makes a lot more sense. 
Um, because go. bacon is sort of like stylized and cute, and there's like a twist. <laughs> and um, <laughs> sausage is just like meat, meat. It's me. Casing. And I have them at Starbucks every day when I get my get this. Don't get too hard. <laughs> Pumpkin spice cold brew. Yum. That Pumpkin spice good. cream cold brew and oh, cream. sausage egg and cheese on what I think is like a I don't know, like a, like a on a on a on a croissant bun? Flaky no, not bun? a croissant. I forget what it is. Like it's like a English muffin, I guess, thing. Anyway. Where are we at right now in the discourse with pumpkin spice? I feel like it's the backlash to the backlash to the backlash to the backlash or whatever. Whatever this it is, is social what, media comment culture. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't. No, even, no, no. I'm, think, this, I'm, I'm saying like the fact that it's general. The fact that we can't just enjoy pumpkin spice. I know, but I'm saying like year after year, it seems to like swing the other way. Where it's like, okay, this year we like it, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, guess what? I've always enjoyed it just fine. I'm not. I'm not fanatic about it. I think every now and then I'll be like, oh, it's a crisp day in October. I'll have a pumpkin spice something. You know what? It's very good, and that's why it's popular. And you can't not like the good thing just because a lot of people like it. Hmm. Like what? That's depriving yourself. Come out of the shadows, darling. We're drinking pumpkin spice. Come join. We're all in the park drinking pumpkin spice. You can join. You're invited to join. Why wouldn't you? Why do you want to be amongst the shadows? Why would you? Why do you want to be amongst the shadows? This is such a good performance. God, you're such a you're such a talented orator. You really are. You feel this way? I of course I do, Matt. Matt is one of I the most effective communicators. I'm what? I feel Uselessa. No, Matt, you are so you really are a light. I think about you at work in my despair, and I smile. I go, oh, Matt. I couldn't believe yesterday when I was smiling up at the TV, beaming at Bo and Yang on Saturday Night Live. I I sometimes just beam. Were you at watching the TV. live? I did watch live last night. Oh my god! So you were watching when I was on when I was, I was doing literally it. watching while you were on stage, and I was like, "This is live television. That's Bowen. That's cute. That's fun. Was it fun to oh to, do, to sit next to Adele in a sketch? It was so fun. She was so wonderful. I I just think she's the best, and. I just I'm I I feel so honored that I got to share it. Sh- I got to even share a frame with her, mm. even at even at good nights, mm. honey. I wanted so badly there to be a big surprise that she was going to do a song, but then I was like, Nah, she's clearly not ready. I think she's very she's very precious about her work, which is her right, and yes. she has every right to be proud. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she, her work is so the bar is so high. Can you imagine? Like that's it's so crazy. Like. She's had literally you could it's unprecedented success with her last two albums. Like you have to give her time to feel good and comfortable with what she's gonna output. These any of these artists who are releasing music, it's like remember like when twenty five she 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 uh, said that she had a whole different album recorded for twenty five, but then Rick Rubin listened to it and was like, mm, you probably you could release this if you wanted to, but I don't think you'd be proud of it. And she was like, okay, well I'm going to re-record everything and write completely new songs. Like you have these like huge people like weighing in, which is like both good and bad. I'm sure it's like so stressful, but to have Rick, if Rick Rubin was like, you should probably think about doing this again, I'd be like, absolutely. But then it'd be like, I better 
make sure it meets a standard that Rick Rubin has set because he appreciates my work or whatever that whatever the the relationship is. I'm like that's something that like is that we kind of take for granted in in terms of how these artists navigate their their new work. It's like, oh yeah, you have so many stakeholders in this, which is maybe not the best thing, but also at the same time it's like you have to think about that rubric constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And they're dealing with everything we're talking about too on the biggest level. Like right. we've talked about how, you know, when Adele kind of released that photo of her after her weight loss, like the the way everyone in the world has something to say about it, like that's not a normal situation for someone to be at the center of. So she needs the emotional space to be able to create, not only just create as what I'm meaning to say, but also exist in the public eye in that way again. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's, it's, you need a lot of time to prepare for something like that. I would imagine. Right, right, right. So you anyway. gotta let her fly. You gotta <laughs> let her be. Oh my god! But li- literally, her like singing her songs, uh, and she sounds fucking album quality. I'm like, yeah. and it she makes it look so easy, and it just comes out of her effortlessly. Yes. I, I'm sure it takes effort, but she makes it look so. Well, she's Natural. a fucking star. And I mean, like, she, she is like, like un, an uncommon breed of star. Yeah. She looks stunning. She sounds gorgeous. Actually, the one and only time I've seen Adele live was at SNL. Henry and I went and sat oh, in the studio right. and saw her sing Hello. And when we were young, we were crying. I mean, she's oh so beautiful and pure to watch perform live. And it just feels like such a moment. And her songs are so good that... um She's just, she really is that star level. She's something else. Yeah. And even like her, like at the read through reading all these scripts, like some of them cold, I'm assuming like was so, she's a great reader, great performer, has great timing. And it's like, oh my God, like you're, you kind of are like the full packet. I don't know. I I just, I think she's so, I, I, I was a fan of hers before, but like now I feel like she, um, just to, for, to even have like the curiosity and like the um the attitude of like I mean I've always wanted to kind of host so why not do it I'm like that's great like I I don't know I think that's that's cool and I thought she had a great show a lot of great sketches um from our writers that were um very suited to her anyway and you got to shake your little bonbon I got to shake my little bonbon <laughs> yes that was fun which actually reminds me of a song um and usually how we end the episodes is with a song do you feel prepared to do that do you want to put any imparting wis- words of wisdom onto our very good readers i think um don't use any hashtags if you want to say something shitty about anybody exactly and let us know what you thought of borat 2 <laughs> Actually, maybe don't. I'm, I'm, I, I've been doing too much reading. I should actually focus on books and not, you know, DMs. Because um, I'm yeah. see if I put something out there. Wow, the fact that the fact that you can either choose to when you when you think of reading, it's like <laughs> books and DMs. I actually have been reading too much lately, but it's been DMs. I'm gonna switch back to books. A hundred percent. It's time that I'm. It's if it's time that I could be using to read a book. And I'm reading this great book right now. Oh my God. <gasps> I'm reading this book uh, by Ted Chiang. It's called Exhalationist Short Stories. He's the guy who wrote the short story that Arrival is based on. Mm. And so it's just wonderful, like really super like cerebral, like just in terms of like they make you think these like sci-fi stories. He has, he has one that's set in like an Arabian Nights 
tale within a tale like setup and it's about time travel and it blew my fucking mind mm. i'm loving it you should read trick mirror um so anyway th- my message to everybody to the readers is to literally hello read Let's read more books. I already feel like a more a better person who does not need to check my phone all the time because oh I I want to finish this book I'm reading that I'm enjoying. I read more. You know what I was just thinking to myself? What? That um we should do a spooky episode for Halloween. Yes. Um, but then I realized that that would be this episode. So th- I guess this do... was the spooky episode. No, we can do another spooky episode. I think it'll be too late. Oh, but then that'll release on November. But I think 4th this episode has been a little spooky. <laughs> we brought it in had some spooky dark, spooky October spooky darkness. Yeah. Should, wh- Wait, what was the song from Hocus Pocus? That could be the one that takes us out. I put a, I put spell, a spell on you. You better opt up. I put a spell on you. Whatever it is. When you can get superstitious. I don't know the words, but it's the worst. I put Thor a spell Birch. on you. And now you're good. Thora Bird, she couldn't tell if she was playing seven or like 15. It was that, that was it. That was it. She was so good in that role, but that character was written in a way that was like, when well, she knows a little too much about sex for a seven year old. But anyway. Thora Birch, she's Birch. always been every age. <laughs> Rule of culture number okay. nine. Bye. Bye. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.